Monday. Month of August is here. First and foremost, clap it up for yourselves one time. John, put the horn on the fans one time. Clap it up for yourselves. The reason why you've made it through long, drawn-out summer. You've made it through. Football is finally here. Football is back. This week, fall camp for the Crimson Tide. The players report on Thursday. First practice will be on Friday. Back to having the pants pop and the pigskin fly and Nick Saban Young and all of the excitement that goes into this program trying to repeat as national champions. So after a long summer, you guys went through it. We're back. Football returns this week for the Crimson Tide. We're live here from the magic city of Birmingham with the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody checking us out on today. If you haven't done so, go ahead right now. Give us a thumbs up on the show. Hit, hit, yeah, hit that like button. Turn on all those, all those notifications. Hit that subscribe button. Also hit that bell to be sure that you're getting all the news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Also, we're streaming the show to you on Facebook and Twitter as well. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in the hottest form of Crimson Tide football conversation. We got a lot to get to. We got a lot to unpack, and we want you being a part of the conversation tonight. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Got to shout out my man John Ivory as we do each and every show doing his thing. In the ones on the ones and twos in the production studio. As always, the daily super chat goal, people. $75 daily super chat goal. Appreciate the love and the support that you have shown to us here in terms of this show. But we're gonna get right into first topic of conversation this evening, and that goes to, like I mentioned, fall camp is here. Fall camp is this week. Players report Thursday, first practice is Friday. U.S. fans, y'all did it. Y'all made it. It was a long summer. It was a grueling May, June, July. But this day right here, August is here. It's in the building, and that symbolizes we can stop talking and speculating about football, and we can start seeing some football. We can start seeing some action. We can start seeing some pants popping. We can start seeing some pigskin being flying around. We can start seeing, getting information on uh, who's making the big plays, who's stepping up, who's emerging, who is doing what they have to do in terms of Alabama football and a program trying to compete for a national championship. So we've made it here to the month of August. But in fall camp, you always have those questions, right? Everybody has questions just like everybody has expectations. Everybody has thoughts about how is Alabama going to look like offensively? How is it going to look like uh, defensively when it comes down to specific uh, position breakdowns? How the quarterback's going to look? How will the running backs look? Offensive line, defensive line, running back, wide receivers, DBs. Everybody has thoughts and questions about the various positional groupings, the various position units. How will these uh, things be? 
when you discuss and look at fall camp, especially for a team like Alabama where the goal is every year you're trying to put yourself in the college football playoff. You're trying to put yourself in national championship situations. So I'm going to get into right now the five biggest questions as we're in the week of fall camp. I'm going to get into the five biggest questions or the five most intriguing questions when you look at preseason practice here for Alabama. So first and foremost here is uh, who wins? Who takes the number two? Who takes the primary backup role at quarterback behind Bryce Young? And for all of you out there, you know, Bryce Young, starting quarterback, you know, everybody feels like he is going to do his thing. Uh, people look at Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. They feel like the marriage between O'Brien and Young is going to be just fine. But the bigger question is, you know, behind Bryce, who is going to be that guy? Who is going to be the primary backup? Who is going to be somebody that, you know, Alabama is going to need to depend on for that for in, in the situation being if something were to happen on the field? Hopefully nothing happens to Bryce Young and he can go through the whole season healthy, cool, calm, collected, leading this team to a national championship as he looks to do. But as we all know, this is football and you have to have everybody ready. You got to have all hands on deck. Everybody got to be on board and prepared to go. So for Alabama, it's got two guys here that are more than capable when you talk Paul Tyson and Jalen Milrow. Paul Tyson, who was entering his third season in the program, came as a four-star out of Trustville, Alabama. He went to Trustville High School in the 2019 class. He's got exceptional size, 6'5", a little bit over 230 pounds, has a very strong arm, accurate arm, uh, high football IQ, uh, can put the ball exactly where you need it at. And a lot of people, or some people, I won't say a lot, some people kind of undervalue the importance of having the experience within the system. And one thing that Coach Saban likes is for his guys to be knowledgeable of that system. And you have a guy like Paul Tyson, despite the fact that you know, Alabama switches offensive coordinators every other year, the offense doesn't, it doesn't really differ despite the amount of coordinators being brought in. You have a guy in Tyson that understands the entire system, knows it backwards, forwards, sideways, diagonally. That is very pivotal. That plays a huge role there. But behind Paul, you've got a guy in Jalen Milrow, the true freshman from Tompkins High School in Katy, Texas, the four-star, who has just tremendous freakish strength. He has had an incredible off-season program this summer. We have seen the videos of him squatting 600-plus pounds, uh, lifting weights, moving those plates, maneuvering that, that weight like it's nobody's business. He's had a very good summer. He's had a strong offseason program. He's impressed teammates. He's impressed coaches. Uh, Coach Saban has spoken on his leadership and what he brings to the table and his capability of not just being an exceptional runner, but he's got an arm cannon. He can get that ball downfield. So you have two guys that bring different skill sets, two guys that bring different talents to the table. But the main question here and fall camp. You know, which one of these two will be the primary backup for Bryce Young? Paul Tyson can straight up do it. Jalen Milrow can straight up do it. This this fall camp started off here on Friday. It's going to be very interesting to see not only which one pops, but which one can sustain it, keep it, hold it, and be that number two guy 
helping out with the true sophomore and young. Moving on here to the second thought here, second biggest question when you look at fall camp, it's the offensive line. And in terms of, uh, you know, how will this group look? How will this line look? What would be the finished product in terms of the main five starting along this front here? You go back to last season, the 2020 offensive line was very special. Dickerson, uh, Leatherwood, Deontay Brown, Emil Ekior, Evan Neal, that was a special group we saw what that group did in terms of winning the Joe Moore Award, keeping Mac Jones protected, helping Devontae Smith win the Heisman Trophy, the things it did with Najee Harris as well in the run and pass game. But this year's group, you've got some starters back on this line. When you look at Chris Owens, there's your center. He's back. Evan Neal, your freakish left tackle. He's back. Emil Ekior Jr., your right guard. He's back. And he really started to emerge more and more down the stretch of a season ago. But the question becomes, how will this whole line look when it's all the way put together under Doug Marone as the first-year offensive line coach? We heard uh, head coach Nick Saban speak at SEC Football Media Days that Javion Cohan, the sophomore, is or will likely be the starter at left guard this upcoming season. He has progressed well. He has performed quite nicely. Now, of course, he is still in competition with Tommy Brown, the young man from California, for that spot there at left guard, but Saban said, Saban mentioned Javion Cohan, likely the guy to be starting at left guard, which that brings us to right tackle, in which we have a, a multiple guys kind of battling for the spot. Kendall Randolph, who's a veteran entering his fifth or sixth year at that position. Saban likes that experience. And then you got J.C. Latham, big, freakish, five-star, true freshman from Florida. You know, he's in the battle right there. And then you got Damian George, a four-star from the Texas area, who came in the 2020 class. So you got three guys in that battle, me personally, I would like to see J.C. Latham take the job. But if Kendall Randolph takes the job, it wouldn't really bother me just due to the experience that he has. But second major question, how will this offensive line look, the finished product, when you talk about starting this thing off in fall camp? But the third thought here in question for U.S. fans entering this endeavor here for the Crimson Tide goes to the wide receiver room. And, and it's, you know, do we see a true freshman get big action in this wide receiver room this year? And you look at the guys when you talk about Aja Hall, who had the awesome A-Day game, four catches for 72 yards, the six foot three, 195-pounder from Florida, the five-star who gave people uh, images of Julio Jones inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. Then behind him, you've got Christian Leary, who is a speed demon. Kind of reminds me of Henry Ruggs III, if you will. Track star, but can make big plays on the football field. And then there's JoJo Earl, who came in. You know, late in the early signing period, Alabama flipped him from LSU, and folks were like, holy crap, you know, who is this guy? Got to watch film on this kid. And when you watch JoJo Earl's film, it's, it's insane. It's awesome. It's tremendous. He's kind of a Jalen Waddle 2.0, if you will. And then there's Ja'Cory Brooks, the guy that not too many people are talking about, another guy from Florida at 6'1", 6'2". He brings a lot of big-time route-running traits to the table, but – 
We've seen this in years past under Nick Saban where a true freshman has come in here at that position and you can't deny him. You have to play him. He's got to be on the field. 2012, we saw it with Amari Cooper. 2015, we saw it with Calvin Ridley. 2017, we had the trio of Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith all come together and we were like, we, we, we can't keep any of those three off the field. And then 2018, we saw it also with Jalen Waddle. So could we see from this edition here of True Freshman between Asia Hall, Christian Leary, JoJo Earl, Ja'Cory Brooks, do we see at least one of these guys get on the field, make an impact, pop out in fall camp, and have Nick Saban going, I cannot not play this guy. This guy has to be on the field. This guy has to be in the rotation. Because, because when we got this guy, he can make a huge, huge impact. But that's major thought number three there in terms of true freshman at wide receiver. Can one of these guys get on the field creating this big action? Moving on down to the fourth thought and looking at fall camp is the defensive line. And it's, you no. Know, can this group be ferocious? Can it return to being a fearsome group, getting that penetration up front? We've had people call the show, fans call the show, talking about, you know, does Steven, does Bama have those defensive linemen like it did in years past? Does it have the Deron Paynes, the Jonathan Allens, the Sean Robinsons, the Quinnen Williams, the Jerron Reeds in years past? And I feel like this year's group, it's got that. When you talk about the Federian Mathesis, the LeBron Rays, provided he stays healthy, the DJ Dales, the TM Smiths, the Jamil Burroughs, the Jamarian Lathams. We got about, Mavis got about you know, 10 to 12 guys rotating along that defensive front. But the main thing here is having this front be fearsome, having this front be able to stop the run as well as get after the quarterback. That's the fourth thought there because a lot of high expectations for this defense, especially with the line. And then fifth and most fifth and you know, last but not least, uh, the thought process has been at the punter position. You know, who wins the starting punting job between Jack Martin and Ty P. Ryan? Bama has not had a consistent leg at that spot since J.K. Scott from 2014 to 2017. In terms of flipping the field, Can which one of these two will Take the job, we'll win the job, and we'll get Alabama back to having the consistent, the consistent leg from a specialist viewpoint. But those are just the five thoughts, the five biggest questions there for U.S. fans or for, that U.S. fans may be thinking about as we get into fall camp, preseason practice starting up here on Friday. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started upon our return. We take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your chats, your interactions right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. This is Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wake that towel in the air. Don't support of Nick Saban and the Adamson. Totally nine. Last time. Head on over to witwills.com and get all day. 
Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. People, we are back in from the break of the Monday. Getting that work week started off for you correctly. Hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown Alabama magazine. Fall camp returns. It's back. Football's back, and fall camp returns this week. Players report on Thursday. We'll have practice on Friday. The Crimson Tide getting ready to go on this journey to repeat as national champions for the first time since the 2011-2012 seasons. We got some super chats to get to right now. So Jimmy Cash Clay, you the horn, baby. Jimmy Cash Clay, that 50. Dollar donation starting us off right now. Then behind him, Spencer Revley. That five dollar donation hitting us up in the super chats. Then behind him, McConnick with the 50 piece of his own in the super chats. And then New Jack, that 888 in the super chats as well. That daily super chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate the love from Jimmy Clay, McConnick, New Jack, and Spencer. Everybody helping us out out here on the show. Appreciate the love from all of you as we're back in from the break here. We go to the phone lines to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358, 205-448-1358. We grab my man Waylon, the showstopper, the governor. Waylon, what's going on, man? Yeah, boy, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, it's Monday, Monday, just another manic Monday. I tell you, I hate I missed Friday's show. I had to call Steven there and tell him I had a friend pass away there with cancer. I tell you, 60 years old is uh, is way too young to uh, pass away, and uh, we want to remember him tonight there. And we also want to remember uh, August the 2nd, 2008, little Johnny uh, Stallings passed away. We want to remember Coach Stallings' son. New Jack singing Friday. And Charles from DeMopolis wanted to know if Bryce Young got that in cash, man. I'm here to tell you what. What did you tell him about that, Stephen? Did he get cash? I don't know. I don't think he got cash, Waylon. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how they're setting up these endorsement deals, whether it's cash or they put into a deposit. I don't know how they do that. Oh, well, that Charles, I tell you, he's a mess. I love to hear him call. Oh, everybody in the Blue Ranch gang, y'all looking good. Everybody up there, all y'all in New York, all the cities, towns, countries, and states, I guarantee you, TD appreciates every one of you. I do, too, on the low. So we're going to start the show off this week with the first form of the year. We're going to end it like this. Everybody stay safe. We'll try to be back on Wednesday, and here we go. Well, 2020 wasn't so fun. It was the year of COVID-19, maybe one of Alabama's greatest football historic runs. As we all know, Coach Saban kicked the COVID-19 twice. Miss Terry yelled down the stairs, you're supposed to be sick. Shut up, sit down, and be nice. Well, it's official. Texas and Oklahoma has joined the SEC. It makes me want to stop and pee on a tree. Well, the Blue Ridge gang has been throwing the money around. John has been blowing the horn. Stephen, oh, Stephen, please make him stop that sound. Stephen L. Smith has always been the... <laughs> the goat, he has SpongeBob on the show. I laughed so hard I nearly choked. I've got one last thing to say. You got to spread the love around at TDA. If not, I still got my bat. 
Y'all be safe. I'll see everybody that may be on Friday. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate the call that come from Wayland starting us off here on the show. We take our next call. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Steven, Bill from New York City. How you doing, my friend? My man, Big Bill from the Big Apple. What's going on, my man? First of all, let me tell you, when you see a contribution that says William Morris, that's me. That's Bill from New York City. And I want to address something that you said on Friday, if I could. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about, like, the strength of the defense, which I, if you notice, I keep talking about. I think the strength is the linebackers. They're the best linebackers I've ever seen. And, you know, I think the only possible problem we could have on defense is if, if DJ Dale is the starter. Tim Smith gets hurt. I, I want him to improve, Dale. I really do. You know, I'm tied all the way. I'm just saying, like, he didn't have much of a push last year. And, you know, he, I, I don't think he was that sturdy. Having said that, could I give you a possible suggestion for buy, sell, and hold, Stephen? Go ahead. All right. I think that if you took away, like, our starting lineup in, at linebacker and secondary, I think we'd have a top 10 unit on any team in the NCAA. You know what I mean? I was wondering, because I think we would. I think our linebackers and secondary are that strong. Took away all our starters. I think that we would be that good. Wondering what you think. And thanks for taking my call, man. Appreciate Bill from New York calling in on the show. I like the Alabama linebackers. I like Christian Harris at weak side. Middle linebacker will be fun between Henry Tooto and Jalen Moody. That will be a fun battle in fall camp. I think the linebackers will be strong. I think the secondary will be strong, especially with you know, the guys in the back end with Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms. I like what Josh Job can bring, what Jagan Armour Davis can do. Of course, we all know what Malachi Moore is at his position as a slot corner. And then on the front line, I want to see DJ Dale succeed. He came in, highly graded four-star from Birmingham. I know he had a little injury there after his freshman year. The knee hasn't quite been right. This year, it's supposed to be finally healthy. But last year, did not get that consistent push. At times, was getting blown off the ball. So you do want to see DJ Dale step up, but if not, Big Tim Smith, 50, he ready. I mean, he, he ready right now. But appreciate Bill from New York on that call, for that call. As you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in here, 205-448-1358. Cool topic, and it goes to one Nick Saban. Alabama head coach Nick Saban has signed his extension. The ink has dried. He has signed the three-year extension for Alabama. He will remain through the 2028 season. If he is there that long, he will be 76 years old. How the contract is set up, it is set up eight years, $84.8 million for Coach Saban. So the money will increase you know, every single year, starting from 2020 to, of course, 2028. Now, in the last year of his contract, Saban is set to get $11.5 million. That's the last year of the contract. So if he makes it to the end, if he makes it to the end, he will be 76 years old. And right, and right now, in the best shape of his life, in the best health of his life, he don't act like the average 69-year-old. Saban will turn 70 on Halloween of this year. It's going to be awesome seeing you know that man continuing to push and push and go there. But we take another break here on the show. 
Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we sit down with our own Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. Bama was hot all July long when it came to recruiting six commitments in the month of July. And the latest one came on yesterday. We'll speak with Justin about it after this. Know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter? We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we're back into the action here, folks, from the break on a Monday, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Gotta shout out my man, Big Bill from the Big Apple. Bill from New York. That $10 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate Bill for the love showing us here, right here for TDA. But as we're back in, we're going to go to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up the man, the myth, the legend, everything encompassing recruiting. Nobody does it like this dude right here. This is a bad man. A bad man on the screen right now. I'm referring to our own Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. Justin, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm happy to be back on, Steven. Absolutely. Glad to have Justin Smith back on here with us. So, Justin, the month of July was hot in terms of the sun, but it was scorching hot in terms of Alabama recruiting. Crimson Tide, six commitments last month. It's got 14 overall, but the latest one was four-star offensive lineman Dane Shore out of Georgia. You got a chance to spend a little bit of time with him. Uh, what was big about this one? Uh, what did Shore like the most about the Alabama coaching staff? Talk to me about Shore right now. Alabama has been in a great position for sure for a couple of months now. Going back to when I con connected with him in February, he said he was in constant contact with Alabama's offensive line coach. He made a trip to Tuscaloosa on April 17th for Alabama's A-Day, took an official visit last month. So I feel Alabama has been in a really good position with them for a couple of months now. And he said he committed to the top because he respected 
the culture, he respected the relationship that he had been able to build with multiple members of Alabama's coaching staff, including Nick Saban, Doug Marone, also Coach Robert Gillespie. So I think that had a lot to do with his decision to commit to the Crimson Tide. In terms of what Alabama is getting in him, I think you're getting a guy with some good size. At six foot six, weighs more than 300 pounds, but I think he has a lot to prove. I think he has the potential to be a guy who is going to continue to grow. I think he's going to continue to rise on everyone's recruiting rankings during his senior season at Denmark High School in Georgia. Unfortunately, he missed his entire junior season. And if you follow recruiting, if you are a fan of recruiting, you know how important that junior season is in terms of evaluating guys. Sometimes, a lot of times in terms of guys even getting their recruitment started. But his sophomore film was pretty impressive. He showed a lot of potential. Initial recruitment actually took off because of his sophomore film. He racked up 30-plus offers because of what he was able to do as a sophomore. So I think he's going to have a lot to prove during his senior season at Denmark High School. During that sophomore year, he showed some quickness, showed some explosiveness. I really like his mobility. So I think if he's able to move like that with this new size at 6'6 and 300 pounds, I think Alabama has picked up a sleeper in his 2022 recruiting class. Justin, as we move here to the defensive secondary, potentially for Alabama, you look at guys like Earl Little Jr. and Denver Harris, two very talented defensive backs. Alabama pushing for both of these guys. They've had both young men on campus. Do you see Alabama landing both both Little and Harris in the secondary where this class is concerned? Yeah, I think they're in a very good position for both of them. Uh, they, are, they, they are the leader, the clear-cut leader for Earl Lewis Jr. He constantly said it. He actually took another visit to Tuscaloosa this past weekend for the Champions Cookout on um on over the weekend. So if Crimson Tide are in a great position with Earl Little, they are the leader. If National Signing Day was today, it's, it's pretty much 100% chance that he would sign to the Crimson Tide. But he is still keeping his recruitment open. He wants to make sure his decision is the right decision for him. He has an official visit already planned to the University of Alabama in the fall, so he plans to be on campus in November for an official visit. This is a guy who could visit Alabama multiple times during the season as well. He has visited multiple times for multiple days during the summer already, so Alabama is in a outstanding position with Earl Luther Jr. They remain in a good position with Denver Harris. I think with Harris, I think it goes back to the fact that they have always made him feel like a priority. But they offered him as a night bird and they basically told him that day when he got an offer at the camp that he was going to be one of their top targets here in this twenty twenty two recruiting class. So I feel Alabama's in a good position with both of those guys at the moment. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, on a Monday, we got Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, talking his 2022 class on the show. So, Justin, after a just great month of July, like I mentioned, six guys, six commitments here verbally for Alabama. After a great July, we're starting this month of August here. Who could be next? Who do you see potentially that could be next to make that commitment who would be next on Alabama's board to make this decision, make this move here? Well, I think the, a guy who comes to mind first is Justice Finkley. He has a top three at the moment, which which has Alabama, Texas, and Colorado in it at the moment. He visited Alabama last weekend for the Champions Cook-Off. He's, I'm pretty sure that Alabama's five-star linebacker commit Jeremiah Alexander is in contact with him along with some of the ties most recent in-state commits 
are trying to recruit him, especially the guys from the Birmingham area and surrounding areas are trying to get him to join the Toss 2022 recruiting class. So Justice Finkley is a guy I would definitely pay attention to. I'll also pay attention to his teammate, um, four-star wide receiver Omari Kelly out of here at Trustville High School as well. So things are pretty open at the moment. No one really has a commitment date set, but I will keep my eye on Justice Finkley. He's Justin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, the scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA coming on here, giving us the lowdown in recruiting. Bound by a huge month in July. Seven verbal commitments, looking for more. It's got 14 overall in the 2022 class. Justin, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on. Stay safe, man. Take care of yourself. Keep doing your thing. Be good, brother. Thank you for having me, Steve. Absolutely. It's always a great time to get a chance to speak with Justin in terms of what's next in the pipeline, what's next down the road here for Alabama football on the recruiting trail. We take a break right now on the show. When we get back, we head back to the phone lines to get your phone calls, your thoughts, your opinions, your viewpoints. We talk to you, the Bama Nation, right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, all-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. And rolling, click clack. We in here from the break of a number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody checking out the show on a Monday as we're as we're in here now to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205. 205- 448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you as you're getting your thoughts together to call in. Got to go to a topic right now. Devontae Smith, after having just a great first week of training camp for the Eagles, had, you know, three touchdown passes in camp, just catching everything, not dropping the pass. It's just a great week. Unfortunately, suffered a slight injury uh, on Saturday to end uh, of the first week. He had an MRI done on his leg. He ended up having a minor knee sprain. It's a minor MCL, medial collateral ligament sprain 
on his knee. Now, he will miss two to three weeks. Uh, so he, he'll be back in time for the regular season, most definitely. He'll play in the regular season and still have that chance to be, you know, the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year just due to the chemistry that he put together with Jalen Hurts through one week of camp. Like, the DBs know how good Devontae Smith is. The coaching staff knows how good the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner and uh, you know, national champion, unanimous All-American is. I mean, head coach Nick Sirianni was like, look, man, you know, Devontae, he's not just athletic, but he's fundamentally sound. He's extremely gifted. You know, kudos to Devontae for working on and perfecting his craft. Kudos to Coach Saban, uh, wide receivers, Coach Holman Wiggins, everybody on that staff for helping Devontae. Like, Coach Sirianni was like, look, who, whoever helped this young man craft his game, I want to give a thanks to you because we drafted a polished guy at the number 10 overall spot in the first round of this recent NFL draft. It's just an unfortunate situation that he came down kind of awkwardly on his leg. And, you know, of course he popped back up. He didn't practice the rest of the way through, but had the MRI done and the results from uh, the examination, the sprained knee there. So uh, Smitty will be out for about two to three weeks, but he'll be back soon. He'll be back on the field, catching passes, running routes. He'll be good to go for the uh, regular season. Also, along with Smitty, man, I mean, uh, Tua Tagovailoa having a great camp as well. I mean, I'm so proud of Tua. You know, the, the past four days, he has not thrown an interception. So for all you folks talking junk about Tua, he finna turn up on y'all in the upcoming season. We take a break right now on the show, but upon our return, we continue a conversation in uh, Delivering these expectations, having these expectations for the assistant coaches on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama. Who is next to be put under the microscope from yours truly? We'll get to that coach right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back here from the break on the number one forum for Bama football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Gotta shout out my man Big Bill again from NYC. Bill from New York, a $5 donation. Dropping that thing in the Super Chats. Appreciate the love coming from my man Bill. And before we get into TDAware.com, I know there's been... Uh, some rumors, some reports going on about the possibility of Clemson and Florida State joining the SEC. I, I kind of saw those reports, those rumors floating around. 
I do not see them being any truth to those because along with those rumors, you actually have reports saying that Clemson has never reached out to the SEC. Florida State has never reached out to the SEC. So it's kind of, it's, it's a lot of hearsay right now. Some say that both ACC programs have reached out to the, to the SEC to join. Other reports are saying nobody has reached out to anybody. So once we get some clarification, some clarity on this information, we will definitely uh, forward that, get that to you guys. But uh, as always, we want you to check out TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. This means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk hoodie, T-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAware.com to it right now that is tdaware.com go over championship collections merch tab and get you that gear today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at tda well we will return with the game segment on wednesday but i wanted to get into or continue the conversation of expectations for assistant coaches on Nick Saban's staff. Everybody has expectations for everybody. Everybody has thoughts about everybody. And when you look at just this particular staff for Coach Saban, you know, the main goal is winning a national championship, right? The main goal is repeating as national champions of college football. But for every individual coach and or coordinator, you have their expectations also in uh, wanting to be dominant in whatever position group or whatever side of the ball they are doing their expertise on. So now we get into, you know, the assistant coaches, the, the position coaches. And the first one we look at here is Freddie Roach, who was entering his second season as Alabama's D-line coach. First season was this past year as he came over from uh, Ole Miss. So what's special here about Freddie is Freddie understands what it means to um, know the expectations of Alabama fans. He understands the standard of Alabama football. He, he knows what this fan base is requiring from this defense. And the reason why he knows, uh, Freddie is, is a threat in three, sense of the, in three words of the imagination. So, number one, Freddie is from the state. Freddie is from Killing, Alabama, so he's an in-state guy, right? And then Freddie played in Alabama. He was a linebacker here and a decorative one at that from 2001 to 2005. Then Freddie was a coach on the staff. He was a he was a strength and conditioning guy in the early part of a Nick Saban run. I think he was here from 2008 to 2010. If that stat is quoted correctly, I believe it is, but we'll definitely fact check that. But he he was. He's a native of the area. He played linebacker for Alabama. He was a coach early on in the Nick Saban era. So Freddie Roach thoroughly understands what it means to be successful here. He thoroughly understands the impact of this program. He thoroughly understands the tradition of this program. So when you have somebody here that thoroughly gets it, you don't have to really say much to get that guy going. You don't really have to say much to get that guy fired up. You don't really have to say much to have what needs to be done, done. But in the case of Coach Roach here, 
you have a defensive line that everybody's been talking about you know, for quite some time, especially the last few years. Does Alabama have those guys that can affect the quarterback? Does it have those guys that can knock up running backs, stuff running backs for loss of yardage? Does it have those guys that can win the point of attack at the line of scrimmage and create that constant penetration and create that, create that constant havoc and create that constant chaos? I believe it does. I believe it does this year, and I think Freddie Roach is going to get the utmost out of those guys. So as we look here, the three expectations for Coach Roach as they're coming up on screen, number one is going to be, you know, Alabama's got to be able to stop the run. It cannot have a 100-yard rusher on it this season. It cannot have teams just slashing it and gashing it and pounding it, you know, in the run game. Bama's got to stop the run, get that penetration in the backfield and have uh, those negative plays. We, we saw at times last year, whether it was DJ Dale or whomever, you know, up front, you know, Alabama not consistently getting that penetration up front. You had Ole Miss who had Snoop Connor and Jerrion Ely both go over 100 yards rushing. You had, you know, other matchups where the, the team Alabama played as a team went over 100, you know, plus yards rushing. And uh, for Alabama in years past, it has prided itself on you are not going to run the ball on us. You may get some plays in the passing game. You, you may get a few. But you are not going to just line up, man up, hat on a hat, and just plow the ball right down our gut. You're not going to do that. Alabama took serious pride in that. So that pride has to return you know, with this defense and especially this front unit and not allowing our position to just line up man on man, whether it's zone gapping schemes, man gap, man blocking schemes, whatever the case may be, and just run this ball on the Crimson Tide. So Freddie Roach has to have this group physically, physically, mentally tough in the trenches to create the penetration, stopping the run there. Number two, <clears throat> Alabama up front. Got to get that consistent pressure to the quarterback. And we know what Will Anderson can do. He's the big, bad pass rusher. We know what Will Anderson can do. We know what Chris Allen can do. We saw this last year. Finally healthy, six sacks, 13 tackles for loss. We get that. But the question becomes, the guys up front, the guys on the front line, from defensive end to defensive end, can Alabama get that consistent pass rush with guys like Phil Mathis, with LeBron Ray, with Tim Smith, with DJ Dale, with Jamarian Nathan, with Jamil Burroughs, with whomever is rotated in off the bench to get in there? Can Alabama get this consistent pass rush affecting the quarterback? putting that clock in a quarterback's mind. Hey, I got to get rid of the ball now because my dome is about to be decapitated from my body. Can, you get, can Alabama have those guys get after the quarterback consistently from the word go? That's going to be a big thing there for Coach Roach. And then last but not least, it will be in terms of having no drop-off in production when substitutions are being made. This is what made Alabama's defense so great and unique 2015 to 2017 and the years prior to those years under Nick Saban is you would have a Jonathan Allen on the field. She would be wrecking quarterbacks, getting four to five sacks or you know as many sacks as he can get out there. 
Jonathan Allen has to come out for a play. Coach, you need a breather. Pull me out. You would put a Deshaun Hand out there on the field in Allen's place, and there'll be no drop-off. Deshaun Hand would get like three to four to five sacks, keeping that production going. The same thing on the defensive tackle spot, the same thing at the other defensive end position. Bama has always had, you know, the main starters go in, the starters whipping up on the offensive line, shutting down the run, sacking the quarterback. The starter needs a drink of water. They'll come off the field. First, get, next uh, guy off the bench comes in. He's whipping up on the offensive tackle. He's whipping up on the offensive guard. He's penetrating the running back in the backfield. He's sacking the quarterback. And the offensive coordinator is going, holy crap. I mean, I just saw the starter come off the field. Who's making these sacks? And it's the backup guy because the backup guy is just as intense, probably even more intense as the starter. So that's number three. You know, can Alabama have that? Can Coach Roach bring that on the defensive line where, you know, Phil Mathis is on the field, he's beating down his guy, Phil comes out, next guy comes in, no drop in production, right? DJ Dell or Tim Smith whipping up on their guy, they come out, another guy comes in, no drop off. Same thing for Brian Rain on down the line. Can it be consistent production even when the substitutes, even when the backups come into the football game? That's the big thing there for Freddie Roach in terms of, of this season. So as you look at it, you know, Bama being able to stop the run, Bama being able to consistently get pressure to the quarterback up front, and then Bama, you know, that no drop-off in production where substitutions are concerned. These three are going to be pivotal for Freddie Roach as somebody who knows the expectations and the desires of this program. But as always, time fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being Alabama football, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app uh, for your iPhone, the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio got you covered. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tied football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get that fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. And if you're also trying to get your hands on that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, spending my own words.